Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're now supposed to have a right to safety. Anthony Fauci is now attempting to whitewash his part in the history of the pandemic era. And Joe Biden is a liar, liar, pants on fire, not once, at least twice in the last 24 hours. And, well, little kids plus crayons and a British history museum. Yeah, WTF, mate. It is a WTF Wednesday. I'm Andrew Coppins. This is Critical Thinking. That's right, folks. You heard me up front say I'm Andrew Coppins. This is Critical Thinking because I am flying solo on this WTF Wednesday. We have a lot to get into on the program. First of all, um, nothing nothing nefarious going on with Pat, just a day off for him. Uh, but beyond that, folks, we have a loaded show. So do not forget to subscribe to download, to rate, review the podcast if you're listening via podcast, or if you want to see my beautiful, excellent mug, go over to rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Check out the critical thinking channel over on Rumble. That's right where, you know, free speech is actually a thing over there. Um, We haven't been on YouTube for a very long time, and we haven't missed it a single bit. With that being said, we've got to talk about safety. We have to talk about Joe Biden. We have to talk about Anthony Fauci and crayons in a British history museum. Yeah, it's a WTF Wednesday. And I want to start off with this because over the last few years, we have heard leftists talk about rights to health care, rights to this and rights to that, none of which are enumerated in the Constitution of the United States of America, none of which are enumerated in any sort of natural rights tradition in any way, shape, or form, all of which are seem to be rooted in Marxist ideology, rights to housing, rights to this, rights to that, rights to blah, 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 right? I think I found a new one. And it's a video that has gone semi-viral of a Gen Zer on TikTok, of course, because that's where they are, talking to us about um, two things, voting and the right to safety. 
message to all the Republicans funded by the NRA, and this was inspired by a fantastic paper written by Chloe. Let me tell you something. Gen Z has sat by and idly watched as our friends and our family members are killed in schools and a gun epidemic has overtaken this country. We have sat by and we have idly watched over and over and over again as you value NRA money and the right to a gun over our lives. But this is what you do not understand. We are no longer watching. We are now voting. We are now in the streets and I would be scared. Your time has come and 2024 will be ugly. We are over this. Martin was a 14 year old boy at Stoneman Douglas High School. He wanted to grow up and be in the Navy. He got shot and killed. You took away his right to be safe in school and grow up with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I promise you, you should be scared for 2024 because we are coming. We are coming. Okay, folks. So uh, there are two things here that I want to take on up front and why this story is up front on a WTF Wednesday. Look, obviously, I get that this is a rant and a rave of somebody who's a teenager, probably still in high school. So guess what? Um, you can't vote. Or if you're not in high school, then guess what? You, you, what are you, what are you talking about, Willis? And great, you can vote. But there are two prongs to this story. First things first, I want to take on this idea that we have the right to safety in school. Or a right to safety at all in our lives. That is utter and complete BS. We have no right to safety. None. Absolutely zero right to safety. That is a complete and total myth. A complete and total fallacy. Yes, even uh, we have a right to safely go to school. Okay. That's interesting because... Um, on your walk to school, how many kids are abducted every single day? On the walk to school, how many kids are sexually assaulted by the adults in the home? How many kids are murdered just walking to school? How many bus drivers get into an accident and hurt a child or kill a child en route to school? How many random things happen to children every single day on the route to school? Let alone when they are in the building. So, to this individual and those like this individual, I would postulate this. Do girls in that school have the right to the safety of not being raped, sodomized, taken advantage of by prepubescent or pubescent boys who decide that, you know what, a great way for me to get laid, a great way for me to just express my hormonal rage is to take advantage of the I can't question your sexuality of today's superintendents and school boards and school policies and bathroom situations. Do the, those girls have that right to quote-unquote safety? You might say, well, then, Andrew, are you just making the argument for this individual? No, I'm not making the argument for this individual, nor am I making the argument for the trans community. 
Because what is happening are things that are utterly preventable in terms of literally separating sex. That's as simple as that. But but you can minimize guns at school. How? How do you do that in a society in which we have the Second Amendment unless you actually want to repeal the Second Amendment? And there are people out there like Mark Duplass and other um, individuals whom I greatly respect because they have the cojones to say what they actually mean and that they believe in a repeal of the Second Amendment. Do I disagree with that? Yes, 1,000 trillion percent. I disagree with that notion. But I can at least have a conversation with somebody who's being honest. But hear me on this. There is no such thing as a right to safety anywhere, at any point, at any place in time. No right. It doesn't exist. It never has and it never will. Because in order for that right to safety to hear me out on this, for that to actually be a thing, you must get rid of free will, God-given free will. You must control every aspect of everybody all day, every day. And, oh, by the way, let's take away not just guns, let's take away knives, let's take away pencils, pens, let's take away scissors, let's take away every single potential instrument of mayhem and destruction and death. Except for kindergartners get to use scissors, right? Although safety scissors. Crayons. Pencils, pens. Oh, and by the way, let's cut everybody's hands and feet off too while we're at it. Because last time I checked, people get beat up in school every single day. Is it right? No. Is it right that people bring guns and weapons and knives and whatever else to school? No. That's where the answer lies. In parental vigilance, in in parental morality. We could go back to the the shooting that happened in the Detroit era area. Uh, a couple years ago, in which the parents literally supplied the weapon knowing the individual was mentally disturbed. And then they took off, hid themselves, and and continued to perpetuate that evil. Does that mean that we must ban guns? No. It means that we live in a world in which safety is not a thing that you get to just demand. Instead, what we have is a world, a generation that has not just been coddled, because my generation was coddled, right? The millennial generation, although I am literally the first year on that, and so part Gen X, part millennial. But the notion, I never grew up with a notion that I get the right to be safe. 
Now, did our quote-unquote safe spaces get shattered in my generation? Sure. You know, I vividly remember Columbine. I vividly remember what took place when um, my high school had gang members from Chicago coming up and potentially locking us down because of safety issues, right? But I also had to confront things way earlier than most people. Why? Because I've told this story time and again. My freshman year of high school, we had nine kids die. Nine of them. Cancer sucks. Cancer sucks. A massive car accident. Killing multiple people in my school. By the way, none of which involved drinking at all. A head-on collision. Any suicide. Oh, by the time I was 14? Maybe 15 during parts of this? You don't think that shatters the quote-unquote innocence? Here's the reality. These people have been sold an absolute bill of goods from people who want to use them politically. They have been sold this bill of goods that there's somehow a right to safety. And that right for safety or that right of safety comes from whom? Those in authority, aka the government, the, the police, the fire department, the, uh, the, the school board, the teachers, the uh, principals, right? We could go on and on and on. But that that the the most tantamount right amongst all of this is the right to safety. It trumps your free will. It trumps everything else. Ma feelings, right? Ma feelings. The Church of Me. This is a fine example of this. My safety. My 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 right. My right. My right. My right. This is why libertarianism is antithetical to all of this, right? Because your right to, quote-unquote, your safety ends when you violate my rights. And more importantly, you don't have a right to safety from anything. You walk down the street. Again, I cannot emphasize this enough. You walk down the street. You get out of that car. You get into that car. You have an opportunity to be unsafe. You, you have no idea what is going to happen to you. None. Because God's will be done. Accidents. You could literally, folks, literally step into a vehicle and end up under the knife three months later. For simply stepping into a vehicle like I did. All I did, get into a vehicle, wreck my knee. Still dealing with the ramifications of it some six, seven months later. Did, did I not have a right to, to the safety of being able to get into a vehicle without tearing up my knee? <gasps> How dare you, you bastard Uber driver. What? So ban Ubers. That would be idiotic. 
because it is idiotic. Now, the second point that this individual makes is the other most idiotic thing that I have heard this week. Here's the tried and true reality of the young generations. They love to feign political activism. They love that deep spirit, right? I've seen it time and time again. Go on to a college campus and you'll see it, right? Go on and, and listen to a teenager rant about the unfairness of the world and we're going to vote and write the ship. Literally every generation that I know of, the baby boomers, the Gen Xers, millennials, right? Generation Y, generation, now Generation Z has pledged that we're going to be the ones that make the change and we're going to do it now. We're different. You ain't different. You ain't special. You haven't figured it out. You don't know crap if you believe that safety is a right anywhere at any point in time in your life, by the way. So congratulations, you think that you're going to be politically active. You think that you're going to make a difference in the 2024 election. No. No. No, you're not. Hell to the no. And further, no. Look, is it true that we might have seen a small uptick in the percentage of people in um, the sub-30 um, generic grouping of people vote in the last election? Absolutely. But guess what? We saw over 153 million people vote in the last election. Oh, and by the way, Donald Trump got the most votes of any sitting president in the history of this country. Oh, and he still lost. Was it you and Gen Z? No, you're not any different than any other generation. You aren't. Your voting pattern is not different. You are not more politically aware. You are not any more special. You're not any more safe. You're not any more anything than any other generation that has come before you. You're different. You're unique. You're living through different social, different economic, different cultural times. Sure. But there are hard and fast truths, and one of them politically is that you, in this young generation, are not going to make a difference in a 2024 election cycle because you've never, even generations that are bigger than yours, have ever, ever made that happen. Why? Because you are too self-absorbed to care. And rightfully so, by the way, getting your life in order, figuring out a job, figuring out a career, figuring out a path of starting families, getting married, to necessarily care more than anybody else does. Your life is so busy with the other things, and that's fine. But to sit here and think that, that you're going to threaten other people, what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? Are we really going to watch you repeal the Second Amendment? I dare, I dare people like you sitting in a car making that video 
to go up to your grandpa and take his gun. I dare you. See what happens. It's not going to be pretty for you. And how is it not going to be pretty for you? You're going to get punched in the face. And I'm just going to say this because I, I, I had this to say. I'm just going to say this because I said this to Pat in a private chat. And I think these words just succinctly put this all in order. These little commies are hilarious. I promised this kid something. Every generation has said something exactly like what he did. And then they don't mean it. When it comes down to not making a video or protesting on the safety of college campuses or in high school op-ed or high school, you know, blue book essay statements. When they're going to be confronted with the reality of life, with the reality that life isn't safe, when they're confronted with it, and that there's nothing you can do to disassociate from unsafe Can you mitigate? Yes. You personally can mitigate. By doing what? This is why we talk about the fact that graduating high school, not having kids out of wedlock, having kids and staying married is the best way for you to be successful, your partner to be successful, and your kids to be successful. It's because these are the best ways to ensure mitigation. Because it shows that you, hang on for a second, don't engage in more risky behavior. Turns out that teenagers engage in lots of risky behavior because why? They're teenagers. Their minds are going all over the place. They're experimenting. They're doing this. They're doing that. They're going through hormonal changes that they can't process. We've all gone there and been there and done it. But I guarantee you, when you are punched in the face by the real world, I guarantee you, when you attempt to think you know it all, you're going to be proven way wrong. Way wrong. It's just as simple as that for me. Confrontation matters. And we have to take somewhat seriously this idea because it's taught to them. This is a learned situation. We have to be vigilant. Your safety doesn't trump my rights. Prove me wrong. Oh, but I, I should be safe to not have to hear a, a differing viewpoint, right? AOC, right? Those who have cheered on Tucker Carlson being removed and Don Lemon being removed. Now, Don Lemon deserved, likely in my view, to be removed, removed from CNN because of his absolute racism against Vivek Ramaswamy, his absolute dereliction of duty, his lying, and most importantly, his sexual improprieties, allegedly, on air, off air, and treatment of people. Tucker has none of that 
no matter what somebody who never literally met this man in their entire lives has to say versus the literal mounds of evidence that suggest otherwise. But folks, this is why confrontation of ideas matters. This is why you have to be forceful in your language. You have to say what you mean and mean what you say. Because that's the punch in the face that I'm talking about. This individual confronted with with real world scenarios and uh, real life scenarios is going to find out real quick that he doesn't have a safe space to run to. And then what? And then what? All right. So with that out of the way, folks, I want to move forward here on a WTF Wednesday. And I think we're going to move forward to Joe Biden and his announcement of running for president in 2024. Now, we can talk all we want about Biden running and should he or shouldn't he. I'm telling you right now, based off of the way that this was released, what was going on, how it took place, and what we know of 2020, you better take his re-election bid seriously. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red revolution. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. But you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes for the very wealthy. Dictating what healthcare decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love. All while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America, and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Okay, I know you're likely unable to take any more. I'm not even going to deal with the what the hell are you talking about and and framing of the lies that were spoken about Social Security and this, that, and the other thing. I don't even need to go down that route. On a WTF Wednesday, folks, I want you to understand the WTF here has nothing to do with what he said. It has everything to do with how they're framing him. They're framing him the exact same way that they did in the 2020 election. They're going through the exact same game plan. The WTF is they want you to believe he is this amazing freedom fighter and Uncle Joe, right? They're looking at you and lying to your face. They are telling you 
that Joe Biden is an individual in which you can trust to be a defender of your freedoms, except for all the lockdowns, except for if you don't get vaccinated, lose your job, except for if you don't agree with me, you're an evil bigot, da 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 right? All of those things can be true, right, in terms of what they're doing. But I want you to understand this. They, this is the dangerous part because his campaign realizes one, one important fact, and that fact is this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happened, what the results were, what he did, what the reality of the situation is, because it only matters whom he will be running against. And the bet based off of this video is that it is going to be Donald Trump and the quote unquote MAGA or MEGA, because it's MAGA, not MEGA, make America great again, not make America great again. But I digress. This is their bet that they get to relitigate 2020 all over again. So what are they going to do? They're going to peddle this, right? They're going to put all of this out in front of the public as a, I'm the freedom fighter and look out for the other side, right? That's what we're, that's what we're going to watch with no questions, with months upon months without him answering for anything. Now, there's the case to be made against this from a policy perspective, from a reality perspective, from a what did you do about that perspective, right? We can make all of the arguments in the world about how anti-freedom Joe Biden was or is. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because all he's going to do is sit in the basement and allow for the leftists to continue to batter and bruise up and paint the enemy as the enemy. Not as somebody who politically differs from them or has a policy prescription difference from them, but as somebody who is fundamentally and antithetically different to the American belief system. You're the fascist except for I did all those fascist things, right? And and I'm not going to have to answer for them. No, not at all. Not once. No, 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 no. This is Hyden Joe Biden all over again, folks. They are literally going to put him in the basement, shut him up, put these types of videos out. And which, by the way, if you hadn't caught it, all he's doing is uh, slurring his words in a pre-packaged video in which he literally could do take after take after take after take after take after take after take, and they still couldn't get a take of one section of this video in which he couldn't stumble through his words. The image versus the reality. This was the case in 2020 as well, right? The image versus the reality. Don't, don't notice that he is 82 years old, going to be 86 by the time he would get out of office, quote unquote. Don't notice that. We're going to show you just a couple of clips of Kamala Harris, by the way, because shh, 
We don't want to be reminded that Kamala Harris is also on this ticket. We can sit here all we want on the other side and argue the facts and the points, and none of it's going to matter. Not a single iota, because the bet on the left, the bet of the Joseph Marionette Biden campaign is the American people want the marionette over the MAGA man. Mega, 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 MAGA, 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 right? And that's borne out because 24%, only 24% of the population in a recent poll that I just saw literally this morning before I went to record support that agenda. 24%. Now, you could also make the argument that less and less of the population would support socialism if it was given to them in the way that it actually has presented itself. I could make that argument as well, but I would also gather to believe that more people would say that they're favorable of that than the MAGA movement. And that would be a problem for freedom. And the WTF portion of this is to watch the media allow Joe Biden to get away with attempting to, to pervert individual freedom, liberty, justice, pursuit of happiness, property. That's the issue at hand. Okay. None of that is actually going to matter because we're watching the media literally pervert all of it. None of it's going to matter. We're watching 2020 all over again. So the argument for me from a perspective of how do you win an election, because that is the point. The point is to also win not just have the right argument, it is to have the right argument and win, which the left has been doing in their minds for the past 20 bleeping years. They believe they've got the right argument and they seem to believe that they are, are justified in that belief by the wins that they've gotten. Lest we also forget the power of incumbency. Because uh, <clears throat> in the 2020 election, right? And in 2022, especially 2022's election cycle, what happened on the Senate side, right? We expected this bloodbath. We might even get 60 senators from the Republican side of things. And holy crap, things are going to be different. Except for they're exactly the same, and Joe Manchin um, doing what he did doesn't really change anything, and uh, Kirsten Cinema going independent hasn't really changed anything. But wait a second. In 2022, every single, every single incumbent senator won, despite the lockdowns, despite the COVID insanity, despite all of it, right? And I'm supposed to believe that, that this is bad messaging. No, this is perfect messaging. It gives an image of Joe Biden that the left sees freedom a different way, by the way, than we do. He's not speaking to us. He's speaking to the left when it comes to freedom. That's the real fight. They're perverting language on purpose. 
But beyond that perversion of language, folks, I want you to think about just the campaign strategy alone. This is perfect. This is absolutely perfect. They can put this out, put this out, put this out, right? And let it marinate and let it marinate and let it marinate. And he doesn't have to do anything. He can just sit in the basement of the White House. They don't put him in front of cameras very much anymore, um, at least in an impromptu setting. Even in those non-impromptu planned out settings, he can't function. And I'm about to prove it because uh, the other day, Joe Biden decided to tell not just a white lie, but an actual lie once again. My grandpa, who I never met, he died in the same hospital I was born in two weeks before I was born. But my grandpa was from, as they say in Maryland, from Balmer. Folks, um, yeah, no, uh, that's just a bald-faced lie. Um, Number one, Joe Biden was born in an opposite state from his grandfather. His grandfather was born in the state of Maryland. Joe Biden, born in Pennsylvania. Kind of different states. Kind of, sort of, maybe. Oh, totally different states. Also, Joe Biden's grandfather didn't die two weeks before him. Joe Biden's grandfather died a year before he was born. A year. This isn't something that – here's here's the part that bothers me on this. This isn't somebody dementia-riddled and and can't have a cogent thought, right, that he can't put a sentence together. No, 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 no. This is disassociative. This is somebody – that's not dementia. And this is a pattern with him, right? Continuously, quote unquote, mixing things up, except for he's mixing up dates and times and places. That's not really dementia. Not at all. That's something completely different. It is an absolutely sociopathic thing that exists within the Biden family, by the way. Oh, and um, speaking of the Biden crime family, our uh, allegedly crime family, um, Hunter Biden is uh, now facing an absolute court order to appear in Arkansas because he refuses to do anything with the daughter that he sired in that state. And oh, by the way, which Joe Biden refuses to recognize as one of his grandkids. That's how that's how great Christian Catholic Joe Biden and his family are. They, they can't even recognize a a child in which Hunter Biden fathered out of wedlock. Whatever you think of that action out of wedlock as a Catholic, you, you don't disassociate yourself from the child. That's now that's something that's happened throughout time. And it's always been wrong, and it always will be wrong. I, I just 
boggles my mind. Oh, and by the way, um, he's also facing the potential of uh, sitting his rear end in jail until he provides all the documents that he is supposed to provide to that family court in order to understand how much he's supposed to be paying for his daughter, whom he has yet to pay a single bleeping red cent for. Because the Biden crime family are a bunch of absolute trash human beings. All of them. They suck on so many levels. They are terrible people. All of them. There's not a single one of them that I would sit here and suggest is a good person. Literally none of them. But lest we forget about how deep all of this goes, folks, on a WTF Wednesday, I want you to understand this about what is going on with the Biden national security apparatus, the Biden crime family writ large. This comes from just the news, by the way, this headline, if you're not watching. Before Biden laptop letter, ex-CIA boss intervened on Russia collusion in 2016 and Benghazi in 2012. This again from Just the News, John Solomon's reporting. In an August 5th, 2016 op-ed in the New York Times, Michael Morell cited his CIA experience to make the Trump allegation, and he also endorsed Clinton for president. Quote, in the intelligence business, we would say that Mr. Putin has recruited Mr. Trump as an unwitting agent of the Russian Federation, unquote, Morell wrote. The Clinton campaign was synced with the revelation, immediately putting out an attack ad the same day, sounding similar themes that Trump was quote-unquote unfit to be president, and then following with a letter from 50 experts claiming exactly that, right? So, folks, this is something that's not necessarily new news in terms of the the Russian collusion situation, right? We all know that that uh, it was all an absolute made-up BS lie when it comes to Hillary Clinton and the 2016 election. But, folks, or the 2020 election, excuse me, that's Michael Morrell. But they continue to tell us in this story that it is not just about the 2020 lie, right? The, the 50 people. They got 50 people to write the same thing in 2016. They also took on Benghazi in 2012. Solomon further writes, Morrell's early effort to push the Trump-Russia agent theory is now getting fresh scrutiny after revelations reported by Just the News last week that he organized an open letter in October of 2020 falsely portraying the Hunter Biden laptop as suspected Russian disinformation after receiving a call from longtime Joe Biden advisor and current Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. I'm sorry, did you say a Blinken? No, I said, hey, Blinken. And if you don't get that reference, shame on you. All right. So the story continues on from just the news, okay? Um... Even months later, Morrell's strike was still being peddled by Democrats like longtime Clinton-Obama strategist uh, Jennifer Palmieri, calling it draw-chopping to further a Russian collusion narrative that ultimately would be rejected by special counsel Robert Mueller and multiple congressional probes. This gets even worse. 
The then director of national intelligence contemporaneously denied the laptop was Russian disinformation, right? So we go back to 2020, Tony Bobulinski, still not even somebody mentioned on CNN on any way, shape or form. I want you to hear this, though, because around the time that the Morrell push letters surfaced in the fall of 2020, former FBI intelligence chief Kevin Brock wrote a powerful column in the Hill newspaper alleging the spies were trying to influence the election, not Russian or Chinese or Iranian, but true blue American. That's right. American spies. He called the letter a clear effort by U.S. intel professionals to sway the election with their credentials, even though they were there weren't facts to back it up. You know, how many of you have seen The Diplomat from Netflix? How many of you have seen any sort of political um, situation, um, thriller, television show or movie or whatever, right? How many of you have seen it? How many of you realize that we're actually living through that in reality? We are literally watching the intel community not just go overseas and attempt to influence an election, which is bad enough, right? Where we're picking the, the winners and losers of power vacuums that we've created, by the way, right? The CIA is infamous for that. The CIA which, by the way, has no directive, no charter to operate on American soil, is literally operating on American soil. They are doing to us what they do to other countries. This is the allegation. Brock writing in The Hill at the time, why was a letter written this time? To help Joe Biden politically and nothing more. The signers now probably wish they had waited a few additional days before releasing their letter, since facts have emerged around the laptop that make their professional suspicions look silly. Morales now admitted his effort to organize the letter was triggered by Blinken. That's right, Anthony Blinken, the Secretary of State, who was an advisor to Joe Biden on that 2020 campaign. Using the quote-unquote professional bona fides, aka the experts, right? It was coordinated by the Biden campaign, and his intent was as Brock suspected. I wanted him to win the election, Morrell testified to Congress, referring to Joe Biden. To some intelligence experts, according to Just the News, Morrell's actions stand as a poster child of the danger that Brock warned about nearly three years ago, a national security apparatus suddenly intervening in elections. Quite literally, we are watching the CIA literally pick the winners and losers of our elections. If you wonder why taking down Trump mattered to the left. It's because it mattered to them, so their power, their will still stands, right? Because Trump stood in the way of large swaths of their power, uh, was attempting to lessen their influence, was attempting to make their lives less important, quote-unquote, in the public sphere. Former House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunez, who unraveled the Russian collusion narrative, said Morrell's involvement in three consecutive election con controversies signals there are larger issues of political uh, politicization in U.S. intelligence. Now, Devin Nunez, for all of his foibles and issues, was dead ass on this story. 
quote, I think you have to assume that this has permeated across basically the entire bureaucracy in Washington, D.C., especially in the intelligence agencies. I will say this, as a grandson of police, as somebody who has large, large, large swaths of his family having served in multiple branches of the military, literally I think every branch with the exception of the Navy, my family has served in on both sides. I want you to think of this. They're picking winners and losers. The national security bureaucracy, the bureaucracy of the Department of Defense, the bureaucracy of our national police, quote unquote, the FBI, the NSA, the CIA. Am I going to sit here and say that we shouldn't have any spies, that we shouldn't have a spy agency? No, that would be stupid because everybody else has it and we would be at a massive disadvantage to not understand the intelligence and the secrets of the world. We would be stupid not to understand that. But we are also stupid if we think that these individuals are uh, are not capable of perverting their charters, of perverting their positions of power, all for their own political power grabs. To put their guys or gals into positions of power so that their will be done. This is what I mean by Joseph Marionette Biden. The left, the leftist apparatus, apparatus within the bureaucracies that exist? Why do I believe the FBI, the CIA, the NSA needs to be dismantled, the Department of Homeland Security dismantled and built anew? Because of this. And it's not, well, human foible. No. It's because we understand one thing and one thing only on this show. We are not a nation of laws, and we never will be. We are always have been and always will be a nation of political will. And their political will is being done right now. So if you want your political will be done, you have to destroy the apparatus that allows them to operate this way. We have to figure out and learn from the mistakes that created this power issue and attempt to learn from it. And I don't know what the solution would be in creating a spy agency or creating some sort of, of a shared national police, and I use police in air quotes because I'm not sure what you want to call it, but to the people doing the difficult and hard work on the ground, it they're just as much pawns in this game as you and I are. Check out the um, second season of Deep Cover. Uh, it's a great little podcast that's out there, um, very easily digestible to understand the power the FBI has had since, I don't know, forever. Because it turns out we also know Machiavelli's rule is true. Power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And we have given basically absolute power into the hands of the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, Department of Homeland Security, right? Vis-a-vis -vis the Patriot Act. I think that's where you start. Repeal the Patriot Act. Bring back some transparency. Make sure the American people are holding these, these bureaucrats accountable. 
That's the thing, right? You've got some accountability and uh, you don't get 40 years. You don't get to be in that position of power for that long. No, 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 no. Now, Brock has told Justin News on Tuesday evening, the Russia allegation in 2016 only added to the concerns he expressed in his column back in 2020. Quote, most Americans believe and hope that the CIA has information and intelligence that no one else has. So when a CIA executive, whether current or former, speaks out, a certain credibility attaches and there is a presumption of truth and unique insight. That's a tremendous responsibility that shouldn't be trifled with, right? When a person of immense stature in the intelligence community, a person in a position of trust, makes statements that he knows are not fully credible, then it becomes nothing more than a cynical manipulation of that trust. Absolutely. And that's what I've been saying here. So how do we correct that? And whom will correct that? The the puppet of that? The, the benefactor of that? Or somebody who doesn't play that game? I'm just going to leave that there. Now, I wish I could get into the Anthony Fauci story and the Anthony Fauci stuff. Maybe I'll leave that for tomorrow. But tomorrow is going to be a deep dive Thursday. On tomorrow's program, we're going to be talking about some of the numbers and the realities of the um, the Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac loan situation and the changing of the fees and what it can really mean on a real deep personal level for you, for the economy, for the housing market. And are we going to see 2007 all over again in which the housing market becomes again the thing that crashes the entire economy? Because the reality is that we we seem to forget that we are likely in a recession. And we're going to go from a recession to a deep recession, I believe, if we don't pay attention to the numbers that exist. If we don't immediately demand a reversal of course on these decisions. But have we seen anybody in Congress speak on this in a way in which we're demanding these changes? You want to talk about unelected bureaucrats bleeping with your life? This is the prime example of it. And I'm going to show you exactly what it means to your pocketbook, exactly why it needs to change, and why we can't allow people like Anthony Fauci to get away with what he's attempting to get away with. Until tomorrow... Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.